millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, uh, yeah, Andy here once again. Uh, another episode of the Blue Tunes podcast. Uh, and it's the second of this uh, uh, hastily rushed trilogy that I'm hoping to do <laughs> throughout August. Because um, here's the thing, um, this is for anyone who didn't hasn't heard the uh, previous episode um i'm going to be going on holiday so uh, i'm recording three episodes just um uh, this, this this right now when i have the time i'm i'm doing this all on sunday uh, the 2nd of august so um when these episodes drop they're going to be wildly out of date i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm going to be talking about stuff that happened weeks ago um, but hey, I just thought it'd be nice to have something that, um, you know, just, yeah, I have time to record a bunch of episodes, uh, just in this space of time. Um, uh, so I thought I'd just set these up and so that they can be automatically posted, uh, while I'm away on holiday and it would seem like I've never been gone, although I'm telling you all of this. But yeah, it, it just sort of fills the void, so it, it's probably not going to be any... <laughs> um, if, if you didn't like the episodes before, then, uh, whoa, uh, have, have I got um, a, a real doozy of a, a rushed, just cobbled together episode. Actually, I'm, I'm not, because what, what I'm not doing for these ones is recording them in segments. I did. I explained all of this in the previous one, so if you want to know what, what the deal is, then it's, it's all in episode 136. But this is episode 137. I, I'm already making it way too confusing. Um, and uh, as ever, I'm going to be reading from the Checker Day list. So, even though it's the 2nd of August when I record this, you're probably listening to this as early as uh, Saturday the 15th of August. Which is Assumption of Mary, I Love Cowboys and Cowgirls Day. International Geocoaching Day, International Homeless Animals Day, National Failures Day, National Honey Bee Day, National Lemon Meringue Pie Day, National Relaxation Day, and Nicholas Chauvin Day. I think that's Chauvin. Is that a French word? Isn't it? I've no idea if that's how you pronounce it, but yeah. <laughs> Here we go, already happening. Um, Sunday, the 16th of August 2015, is God's Preminence Day. I'm terrible at this. National Airborne Day. National Bratwurst, Bratwurst, Bratwurst Day. Go through all the the, the um, racist accents this this week. National Roller Coaster Day, National Rum Day, National Tell a Joke Day, and True Love Forever Day. 
Monday the 17th, is that, yeah, Monday the 17th, Monday the 17th, Monday the 17th of August 2015 is Balloon Air Mail Day, and least Balloon Animal Day, <laughs> uh, Cupcake Day, National Number 2 Pencil Day, National Black Cat Appreciation Day, National Meaning of Is Day, National Thrift Shop Day, National Vanilla Custard Day, and Stay Home With Your Kids Day. Uh, Tuesday, the 18th of August 2015, is Birth Control Pills Day, Helium Discovery Day, Mail Order Catalogue Day, National Bad Poetry Day, National Ice Cream Pie Day, National Soft Ice Cream Day, and Serendipity Day. Wednesday the 19th of August 2015 is Black Cow Root Beer Float Day, National Aviation Day, National Hot and Spicy Food Day, National Medical uh, (laughs) Come on, Andrew. You can do this one. Dosimetrist Day. National Potato Day. National Sandcastle and Sculpture Day. World Humanitarian Day and World Photo Day. A Thursday, the 20th of August 2015, is Lemonade Day, National Cr- Chocolate Pecan Pie Day, National Radio Day, Virtual Worlds Day, and World Mosquito Day. So finally, uh, Friday the 21st of August 2015 is National Men's Grooming Day, National Spumoni Day, Poets Day, and Senior Citizens Day. Right, okay, uh, so uh, in the next uh, next episode I'll start from 22nd. I'm just sort of reminding myself in case I get confused. Um, because it, it is this is a bit of a confusing way of recording these, and I, I, I we, because we're all creatures of habit, and if if, if uh, something uh, is done differently than it normally is, it, it just um, yeah, it can it can be be pretty pretty hard. Um, right, uh, what I thought I'd do now, because this is the part of the show where I talk about somebody else's work, and I, I decided I'm going to talk about. Scott Cawthorn, and for those of you who don't know, he created a series of games called Five Nights at Freddy's, which I've not actually played myself, but I've seen so many Let's Plays, mostly from Markiplier, he's played all of them, and he's made some really fun videos uh, of those, and so just through Let's Plays YouTube videos, I've I've kind of witnessed um, the the, uh, the creative world um, of Scott Cawthorn, Um and I hope to get around to playing them myself at some point because I I feel like I, I'm a big fan of his work even though I've never actually played. Them. It's it's funny, but um, yeah. So I'm going to be really biased and talk about how much I, I love his, his his games. But um, it's interesting because when I uh, one of the things that came up on um, Polaris on on their Daily Bite series of videos. Um, was uh, apparently he had to write an open letter because there's been such a big backlash from people mainly criticizing him because um 
the, the thing about the Five Nights at Freddy's series is that I think um, all of the sequels came out much earlier than they, they were originally advertised, and um, people don't seem to like this. Um, and things because these these are Steam, you know, these you know, games that are on Steam, and most of the people who who program them are literally just you know they're, they're, they're sort of they're doing similar stuff to what I'm doing with my comics and things, you know, just doing what what they like to do in you know, the in in a and coming up with a product that satisfies them, and then just like okay, fine, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll send it, we'll, um, get it up there, and uh, yeah, so um, uh, uh, that's kind of how I see it because you know that, that that's that's how it works for me. Um, I mean, I, I I'm trying to to stick to deadlines because with my comic book, I'm bringing that out the first day of each month. Um, that that's sort of my my goal to try and do that, um, or at least as close to that as I can. Uh, anyway, um, so there's this open letter on the Steam community site um, in regards to um, the backlash. This is entitled "Make a Difference." I'm just going to read through it um, so you can get an idea. Um, uh, so yeah, Make a Difference by Scott Cawthorn. Hi guys. First of all, I wanted to thank the community in general for the huge outpouring of support through emails and in, for- in the forums. I know a lot of you are concerned about me or think I'm stressed out. It's true that I'm stressed a little, but it's okay because the result was good. I've worked very hard this year, almost non-stop, to produce good games for this series. Even though there may be some debate as to how good the games are, I did my best to provide some good scares and a good story. All I can do is judge from the Steam reviews that I've been mostly successful, so I'm very happy about that. It's true that there has been a lot of hate toward me lately on the forums on youtube etc and i'll be honest it's difficult it's difficult when people seem to dislike you only because you found success with something i think some people have this idea that i spend my days swimming in gold coins like scrooge mcduck cranking out games with no effort then laughing all the way to the bank the reality is quite different and i think that people who hate me, who hate on me for being successful and misguided. Did you know that last year I was working at Dollar General? I worked as a cashier. I had three bosses who were were all still in high school. Before that, I worked at Target in the backroom freezer unloading frozen food. I haven't had a successful life. And now that God has blessed me with some success, I'm doing my best to be responsible with that success. I don't party on weekends, I don't get drunk or sip martinis, I spend my evenings playing Mega Man 3, Buster Only, with my kids. And I try to do good with what's been given to me. I guess the reason I'm telling you all of this is to make sure you know that I'm human. I have a lot of flaws, and I've made a lot of mistakes. My games aren't perfect, and they never will be. 
But something more important that I want to convey to all of you is that you should never listen to people who criticise success simply because it's success. Being good at something is something to strive for, not something to demonise. Criticisms of my games are fine, uh, and a lot of times the criticism is valid. There are a lot of people out there who will hate anything that becomes popular, just because it's popular, and hate anyone who becomes successful because they are successful. Hate is going to hate, as they say. But I want you to know that focusing on someone else's failure or success is the wrong way to live. People who make videos bashing other people are like people who run into public in public square and scream into a pillow. They'll get attention, but they won't change anything. If you strive to be like them, then you'll spend your life screaming into a pillow as well. And your life won't mean anything. The best emails I get are from people who have chosen to pursue game development because of the games that I've made, or people who have decided to do computer science or learn programming. Who will be the next game designer? Who will make the next game for Markiplier to play? Make sure that it's you. People who hate success will never be successful. Focus on your success and your story. People always ask me what college I recommend, or what programs I recommend. My answer is just go forward, practice, just get to college, study hard, be awesome at what you do. Make sure that you are next year's big successful story. Don't fall into the pit of people who have given up on making something of themselves, and make sure you make everything out of yourself. I'm getting too old for this, and when I retire someday, I'm going to want to sit down at a computer and play your games and read your stories and watch your videos. Don't fall in with the people who have already given up on themselves. You are tomorrow's next big thing. So yeah, there it is. Um, and I said before, I'm kind of biased because I like what I've seen of these games. Um, and yeah, I, I, it really makes me happy to read that because it's true. Like th This is sort of how I feel because yeah, I, I know what it's like. Uh, and and I want th one of the things that Scott didn't put in, in that open letter was um, the idea for Five Nights at Freddy's. Because Five Nights at Freddy's is, is a horror game. I suppose I'm, I'm probably need for, for newcomers that that's kind of an important thing to remember because a lot of Scott's earlier games um, involved very child-friendly themes um, and they, they weren't anything like horror. They weren't anything like the Five Nights at Freddy series. Um, uh, and what he had to do at one point was um, just you know make a, a, a bit of a sudden turn because. He had a lot of criticism about these characters he designed for his early games. Um, people saying they look really creepy and like, who would want to play this? So he found it very disheartening. But he did something that's um, you know, quite, a, quite a bold thing to do when, when you're working in this sort of business. Um, he kind of moved away from the child-friendly stuff and he thought, you know, if, if people reckon that my characters are scary... Why don't I make a game that's intentionally scary? 
And that's actually a, a bit of a, you know, it, it, it's a big move. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It, it, I've had experience where, you know, I've had criticism. And the thing about criticism is that the, the kind of natural feeling you get is you know, I, I don't really want to change I, I, I don't want to I can't I don't feel like I can make that move now um, or at least that's that, that's that's how it is with me <laughs> see I'm, I'm, I'm always using myself as an example I'm just but yeah I, I feel like it can be really difficult to go okay I'm not going to do that anymore I'm going to come up with something that, that's really going to create an impact that's, that's going to actually serve its purpose it's going to purposefully affect people so he, he, that's how he realised that he had a knack for making horror games, um, or at least that—that's that, from what I've heard. I, don't, <laughs> I could be completely wrong. Um, that there is a whole "Did you know gaming on Five Nights at Freddy's?" So go and watch that. Because yeah, I, I just think um, uh, it, 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 it takes a lot of guts to do that. And whether or not you're a fan of Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, Scott did something that. Um, just, just, just sort of allowed him to, to just be really creative, and um, I, I really admire him for that. You know, um, and, and I think that applies to any gamers. And he's absolutely right when he says, um, "Don't criticize success." Like, yeah, because um, you know he has a big fan base now. Lots of people, people these days have fan bases it, it it's not really something that we, we <laughs> we're powerless to stop people from having success <laughs> yeah and yeah so um i think it's a good thing to remember and it's very encouraging to like to anybody who wants to do something creative um don't listen to the people who hate what's popular like i, I actually I've, I've had a lot of experience um being that kind of person, because I, I do my best not to, you know, I, I like to think that I'm not a troll, and I, I don't um, dish out lots of hate towards popular stuff, um, 
But I am a bit of a hipster, and I do gravitate more to things that don't have huge fan bases or people on YouTube and um, DeviantArt who don't seem to be getting uh, the uh, acclaim that they, they deserve. And you know, I, I have a sort of fascination with the lesser known. Um, but I think that um, if if a series of games becomes extremely popular. Criticise the flaws of the game by all means, but really, don't dish out the hate of something that's successful just because it's successful. Those are the words of Scott Gawthorne, not my words. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I really believe that. Because yeah, I, I think that that's the the real point that I was trying. To, that that's the reason that I wanted to talk about this. Because um, you never really know where things are going to go. If, if 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 you do a series that's like you know, a web series or just anything, if, you, if, you're, if you're a creative type, um, uh, it's very chaotic. You don't know where it's going to take you. You don't know if it's going to take you anywhere. Uh, you don't know what type of fans you're going to get. You don't know uh, you don't know what sort of reaction it's going to get. Um, and it's a wonderful thing when something happens, uh, you know, in Scott's case, it's when he, he thought thought about what people had said about his creepy characters and he started to apply a lot of creepiness to his work. Um, uh, things like that are, are great. And I feel like um, it's, it's, it's interesting how, um, on one hand, you don't want... Um, other people to just tell you what to do all the time, but there are so many opportunities like that, um, that and then so so many um, signs that can show you the way to show you like how you can take what you've been doing and um, turn it into something that's more exciting, that's more adventurous. Because uh, I sometimes feel like, what if I get to the point where I uh, I um. I'm kind of forced to stop doing Beluga Weekly or something. I mean, I don't know, because um, writing Beluga Weekly and doing all the drawings and everything and uh, all the work that goes into it is something that makes me happy. I'm generally very satisfied um, with the, the state of that. Um, but there, there might come a time around where, it's, where it becomes a bit more... You know, I, uh, <laughs> I, have to, I have to sort of think about... Um, yeah, what, what can I really do? Anyway, there's probably you know, probably something right under my nose, <laughs> and um, am I grabbing that um, opportunity? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think I've I've got the point across, um, and that, and that that went on for a lot longer than I thought it was going to. So yeah, this this is really that, that's padded out the episode just fine. Yeah, because um, uh, the um this this episode um as, as i said this, this this is like the second part of three um pre holiday episodes that i'm getting out of the way uh, so um uh, I, I don't know i don't know what i'm going to do next right um i'm just going to uh, rehydrate myself ah. yeah um you, you wouldn't normally get that in an episode, would you? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> see that I've, I've spent all my time talking now. I just don't know what to, what to do next. Anyway, uh, th- this would normally be uh, the part of the show where I would talk about Beluga Weekly, and I said this in the last episode. I don't really know what there is to talk about. Um, uh, you, you've got to remember that normally I I record these segments uh, a week apart from each other, and um, so I, I tend to have plenty of time to work out uh, well, exactly what I'm, what I'm going to be doing. Uh, one thing I need to do, I'm currently looking at a Beluga Tunes post. So this is going to go live on uh, belugatunes.com. That's B-E-L-U-G-A-T-O-O-N-S. I normally get to that bit right at the end, but I don't care now. <laughs> I just, I'm just i going to do everything in the wrong order. Um, so that's going to be the next one. That'll be Friday the seventh. I need to put that in. And to set up the the uh the set date and time. And I usually uh I usually find that the best time of day is sort of around nine ish. There we go. Um I'll just uh, just type that in. Seventh of August twenty fifteen at uh ten past nine. Uh, and, and so this, this will all be because <laughs> uh, this recording is not going to be heard by anyone until uh, the fifteenth. Yeah, fifteenth. Yeah, that's right. Um, so um, you don't you don't really need to know that <laughs> you've probably already had a look at this one. Um, but you know, as I record this, you see, um, I, I haven't fully um, completed. The, uh, uh, the comic I still need to add the the date of the comic the uh, the the issue number I, I say issue is it, is it issue bless you um I need to put put in number three hundred and forty one on the actual image because there's a bar at the top where I, I put in the information and I always do that yeah at the last minute so that that's why so yeah uh, but that, that's that's all there now it's all there for you to see. Um, and uh, the the one that you'll you'll find embedded in this particular episode, it provided that I re- I remembered to do that, um, should be uh, the next one will be number three hundred and forty two, I think. That that would make sense. But anyway, I, I won't confuse myself any further. Basically, as as I'm recording this in advance, I I really need to um. So just work out uh, uh, what's what's going to be ready for the, uh, for the next. Uh... Okay, that's interesting. I've just seen something. What's that image? All oh, right, yeah, that's uh... <laughs> no, never mind. You don't need to know about any of this. Um, yeah. Uh, also, I would normally say a bit. About new stuff, and again, I haven't really given myself a lot of time to come up with anything. <laughs> uh, I had quite a lot of fun uh, recording um, the latest trailer uh, for new stuff. This is we uh, new stuff number fifteen now available. That's how I tend to 
to label them. Um, available now. So anyway, yeah. Because um, for this one, I actually dressed up for it, and um, yeah, you, you might have seen it. I don't know. Um, it's on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Balugatoons. Yeah, um, so the latest new stuff promo has a, ver- a different version of me. Because I, I kind of came up with these um, kind of nasty versions of the main characters in new stuff. So Beryl Stan, Stella, Eugene, and Esme. Um, you can find out um, more about the... the the evil versions, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the nasty uh, iterations. Is that I don't know. What, <laughs> I have to look up that word. <laughs> is, is it an iteration? Does it count as a? I don't know. Um, so yeah. Uh, so what I did the little trailer where I just filmed myself talking about the latest comic. Um, I thought oh, I'll be like the nastier version of Andy. Um, so what I did was. Uh, I, I um, sort sort of untidied myself a bit. <laughs> just um, just uh, made my clothes look a bit dirty, and um, I, I I wore this flat cap that I I wore at the uh, Christmas panto last year, um, and also put a bit of black sugar paper, kind of little tiny little strip that I wrapped around one of my front teeth to give the illusion that I was missing one which wasn't hard I actually have a, a, a big gap there anyway so uh, yeah <laughs> that, that looked quite natural um, and uh, that, that was quite fun I, I wore fingerless gloves and I, I had a, like a can of cider uh, it, it wasn't a full can because at, at the end you just see me toss it over um, so I had to make sure that there was no excess cider still in there. I didn't want to get it all over the carpet. Um, yeah, uh, so that was interesting. <laughs> These are the sort of things that go into because yeah, you know, I I do try not to uh, not to have to buy props and things. So I mainly kind of look around and think, um, uh, what, what can I use? In fact, uh, it is advisable if you're making YouTube videos and you're not, you're not at that, that particular time making a lot of money, uh, you know, revenue. Um, just use what's around you, and maybe don't decide what you want to do for each video until you've had a look around for inspiration. Because if you're going to dress up, only use what clothing you actually own, or like um, if you're able to make something out of pieces of fabric that you already have that you don't need to, to buy don't buy any props don't buy any costumes make it all up with the stuff that you already have around you um, because that kind of puts you in place it kind of forces you to be creative and and you'll kind of know you, you'll get a better idea of um, how you can make a decent video because it, it just has to be a decent video at the end of the day um, and then if you get a following, if you start to earn revenue, you can then kind of work out a budget and you can work out um, how much you can spend. Because if if you earn money from your videos, you can kind of let your channel flourish and you can become... like Before you know it, you might be buying green screens because you're earning so much money from your videos. But then, you know, just remember that um, it... it 
it can be a really bad idea to buy costumes and props for your videos um like um when when you when you aren't sure if you're actually going to get a big response um cuz two things will happen you'll probably not not make um you you you'll probably lose money and you'll probably uh, end up making a video that is isn't as good as you wanted it to be it won't quite be to your satisfaction because you you don't have that forced creativity although that that's kind of a theory obviously <laughs> but you know, that, that's just something i just thought i'd bring up because i'm definitely that kind of guy i've, I've made that very clear in previous episodes of this podcast Speaking of which, we're right at the end now, so uh, Comic Book Club Southampton, um, check that out if, if you haven't already, <laughs> if you're in the Southampton area. Um, thank you so much for listening, don't forget to check out belugatins.com for information on new stuff and um, Beluga Weekly, Cow's Play, Claire's Diary, all of that stuff. Take care everybody, and bye bye